0: The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you so you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretshopperfiles.com. hi It's Darren Hunter here. Before we get into the podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Niche Outsourcing. Now, Michael Sands, who heads up the niche outsourcing team, recently with Dennis Yusuf, they actually flew to Manila in January and put on a one day event where they just filled the room with people who want to become virtual assistants. They talked them about property management in Australia and New Zealand, talked them about language, talked about culture, talked them about right expectations. It was a whole one day event but out of that they picked and choose who were the people that really showed the potential in that room so we're able to go there and actually choose the people to make sure they're right for you so if you're thinking about outsourcing your property management administration tasks or assistant tasks or whatever even processing application forms get in contact with us just go to niche that's niche outsourcing.com and niche is spelled N-E-S-H. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Darren Hunton. I am with Dennis Youssef and also Michael Sands. We are Inspired Growth Training. And today it's aloha. We are doing the Hawaiian Secret Shopper Files. Now, some fast fun facts about Hawaii before we hand over to Michael and Dennis. Um, Hawaii is one of the most isolated island chains in, an, in the world, um, of course, set right in the middle of the, of the Pacific Ocean. It's a chain of about 137 islands, of course, created volcanically. Um, and the population of Hawaii is around about 1.4 million people. Of course, a huge tourism industry there, such a lovely place to visit. And we were asked to secret shop. 10 competitors of an agency um, based um, in uh, in maui um, of all places so guys let's have a talk about our experience and with these 10 calls michael um how did you go what was your experience like when you called these 10 offices
1: well i think when you did the introduction and said how did the 10 calls go i kind of have to correct you there because to say that we only made 10 calls there was much much more there much was much more. more because to make ten calls would assume that people answered the phone when we rang them, or mm-hmm. called us back when, when we rang them multiple times to try and reach them.
2: Or or, so, or, or, or to add to that, Michael, we chased them when they said they would call us back or email us. We still had to call them. So, oh, uh, yeah, other than that, Darren. We're off to a great start with okay. Hawaii.
0: Let's talk about this then. So I think we're probably isolating and indicating some cultural things going on here. So you've called a lot of offices. We've called Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland, Wellington. We've done Phoenix files. So why is Hawaii now that we've done so many different cities? Because there's a lot of cities that we haven't created into a podcast. So at this stage, why do you think Hawaii is so different?
1: I think sometimes it just comes down to local uh, local attitude too. um, some places are a bit more relaxed than others. So if you're in a, in a capital city CBD, you would expect it to be a bit more fast paced. Um, you know, we've done some areas where, you know, they had been a bit more relaxed. I don't think I found Hawaii so much as being re- relaxed about it. I think like they were quite involved in, in, in the operations, but I think complacent is probably yeah, um, yeah, the,
2: yeah. the softest point. Yeah. That's probably a better word. Is the complacency that you know it is across the board? There's probably maybe two people that that tended to give us a little bit more, um, you know, um, wanting to help, but then their actions were complacent. So um, they made up for it in the in the vocal, like in talking, etc. But it didn't follow through.
1: Yeah, I, I guess too, um, Dennison. You know, we won't jump too far into it, but. There was one particular agency um, that was really attentive, like really, really attentive, um, just couldn't help us.
2: (laughs) I think I know the one that you're referring to.
1: You know, so it's um, it's definitely been interesting. Daniel, you're you're touching all all the other countries that we've done, the cities that we've done. And, I mean, I've got to say, we're we're in the middle of a few other blockbuster cities at the moment. We can't tell them. Yeah. Now we'll keep a secret. We're in the middle of some blockbuster ones. And so that's really going to put a benchmarking on, on Hawaii.
0: So tell me, let's talk about complacency because a lot of business owners and and property management people listen to this. And what are some of the typical areas of complacency that you saw that our listeners and the people watching this video uh, can actually learn from to make sure it's not going on in their business. What are some key areas?
1: Dennis, what was that per- like when we rang that um, that office and, and we kind of inquired about the property management services and they they weren't taking on any
2: new any business? new business. Yeah, they weren't taking on it. They still they still um, told us about their services, but then they said that they're not actually taking any new business on. Um, and I, I can't remember if they said it's due to COVID or or what the case was, but they just said they're not taking on any new business. It was uh, it was a, certainly an interesting one. You know, the complacency starts right at the beginning, Darren. It, it, like the first the person who answers the phone, they're, they're just so relaxed about, look, I'll get such and such to give you a call. That no one is asking for name, phone number, property address, why you're calling. That that front house, the front of house is just... Um, I mean, there's a couple of times we were dealing with some of the major groups and they would patch us through to that area, right? Right you know, because you might be calling the mainland of the the US and they they patch you through, uh, but the complacency then starts there. So um, that front of house, that person who's answering the phone, they need to be asking better questions and and writing information down in case you're getting cut off or whatever the case. Do you just feel that
0: they don't need the new business? Is this one of the key issues?
2: Um, I think they don't. They just don't have that drive. That's, they don't, I don't know. I, I can't
0: answer it. could be that. This I'll, is a cultural bubble that's going on. In,
2: I, I would and love, love to get in there.
0: Seeped into their lack of urgency uh, and their complacency around how they treat the call. That, that would be my guess.
2: Darren, this is so exciting for the company we've done this for because there's some small things that we can put in place straight away where we can create some action for them mm-hmm. straight away. That's what's exciting.
1: And, you know, for, the, for them to kind of, for the, the calls that we made and their, their points of difference that everybody um, let us know what was differentiating them from everyone else in the marketplace. I mean, but besides from nothing, um, you know, there are some things that uh, our client can put in, like you said, Dennis, right away. And I think they will get some actionable results quite fast.
0: So guys, let's put that on hold because I think we should talk about what are some of those actionable points our client can be doing, but we'll put that towards the end of the podcast Okay. because let's just, let's just talk about points of difference. Now, obviously if people fail to differentiate themselves because the typical prospect is looking for a difference and if we fail to give that, then they'll ask for, or they'll focus on price. What um, effective points of difference did you come across when the question was asked by our secret shopper?
1: Well, I, I think, again, we probably need to change that question when, when you say what effective points of difference there were. And, I mean, I must sound like I'm slamming people with their points of difference. But really, Darren, like, it is just abysmal what people are saying. And this goes for, like, Queensland, Melbourne, you know, all the areas that we've been doing. And, like, we've done some in uh, Queensland and we haven't released that. But, um, you know, putting, putting that um, as- um, you know, we've got comprehensive online application process. Okay. Is that a is that a really good point of difference? We've got... Um,
2: Family business.
1: Full service property management. Uh, okay. I mean, they do property management. I don't see how that's really a point of difference. We've got um,
2: involved in the community. I mean, like, that's a given. Oh, one, one point of difference that we need to highlight that I thought was quite good is that they also refer business to another property manager in the area. We'll leave it on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We still really haven't got into the nitty gritty of what was said about their points of difference. So is it because there just wasn't any? Correct.
1: I loved, Dennis, I loved when we asked the points of the point of difference of an agency and they told us how um, their point of difference was more related to buying and selling property than it was actual property management related mm. so um yeah i think no one's really taken the time darren from the sample that we did no one's taken the time to work out where they stand and i think that whilst everyone may know what the fees are in the area i don't think that they've really set out the time to differentiate themselves and i would yeah. question like BNI i networks and all those networking places in the area when they catch up for a meeting that they would have the same points to discuss on on their agenda. That's going to be relevant to their business. Like nothing, there's no real clear competitive advantage.
0: Yeah. I I think it'd be good good to mention at this stage that Michael uh, and, and Dennis, we've just completed a couple of, recorded training sessions that we're making available to anybody that does want a secret shopper report. So if you are thinking about you want to um, secret shop up the 10 competitors, just go to secret shopper um, fill in the form there, Michael or Dennis will be in touch, but we've done two recording sessions, which is our learning experience from our secret shopping so far and the two training sessions that we're making available to people that order a secret shop report. The first one is 10 powerful um, points of difference and influence that really do work. We've Mm. uh, done a whole training. So this is all, we're talking a lot about what you don't do, but these are all, this is what you do do. But also there's another session we've done, which is the 10 keys to uh, winning the new business inquiry. So we've learned about all the bad things where they, don't answer the phone, or don't patch you through to the right person quickly, or don't return the call, or say the wrong things. We've got the ten winning keys of all the things that you do need to do to make sure that you stand out. So again, go to secretshopperfiles.com um, and uh, get in, get in touch with us. But let's move on. Let's talk about um, the fee matrix. So part of our secret shopper report is that we do ask them about their fees and all their fees, all their owner fees. Um, So let's talk about um, what you saw. What was the the blaring message that you got, Michael, when you looked at the fee matrix? And was it the same thing that I saw?
1: I mean, if you're in an environment and you know what everyone's charging, that's great. If they're charging exactly what you're charging and like...
0: You know, I, I just think if a competitor looks at their competitor and goes, all right, I'm going to charge what they're charging... And that other competitor looks at another competitor and goes, well, I'm going to charge what they charge. Obviously, that's the market rate. And everybody does the same. Well, guess what? Everyone's doing exactly the same rate. And that's what we saw is that everyone's charging the same management fee percentage and no one really is charging any leasing, lease renewal fee. We didn't see any inspection fees. I just saw same, 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 boring, boring, boring across the board.
1: Look, I think either one of two things. They either all had a meeting together and said, we're, these are the fees we're going to set. We're all not going to answer the phone on the first, second, and third ring, and, and this is how we're going to operate business. Or randomly and accidentally, they've all stumbled across um, similar fees, you know, their model, which we're not going to tell everyone uh, listening today what, what those models are, but, you know, similar fees there. And, um, you know, they've also just randomly decided that, you know, they're not going to answer the phone all the time. And if they do answer, they're going to make it complicated for people to get through
2: to um, service their, their needs. It's so important to have, um, you know, your points of differences known. And we're not just talking about in the fees, right? You need to, um, because it's such a basic thing. Some people might say, oh, but, you know, I don't need to know what the points of differences are. You know, well, if you just want to stand out in one area, know your points of differences, and then you'll look like the market expert because you'll be the only company in that area that is highlighting your points of differences. And that will make you look like a market leader. One thing, one thing is all you have to
0: do. What I saw in that fee matrix and everybody charging the same management percentage fee and nothing else, everybody doing the carbon copy boring same. It actually reminded me of another job that I was asked to do to help with the, the fee maximize a property management business um, in New Mexico. And this particular business owner rang me up and said, Darren, there's five other property management agencies in town and we're all charging the same management fee percentage and nobody is charging anything else, including us. But Darren, we so much better than everybody else. We know we, we're so much better and, and therefore we worked with them. We added in a leasing fee, a lease renewal fee, a routine inspection fee, another fee, and some tenant fees as well because it's America, you can charge tenant fees there. And we just killed it. And these people had some amazing points of difference as well. And they were successfully getting all these other fees despite their competitors not charging Anything additional whatsoever. So, Mike, let's just say let's get back into Maui. Let's get back to these ten agencies. And if there was one quality agency there, what points of difference? If they were quality, what points of difference would you be telling them right now? Those two or three things that they could be doing right now to absolutely kill it. Oh, was that a question? I thought it was more of a statement. It is. What could? What can they be doing? They're just. If everyone's, no one's standing out. Only one person needs to stand out and they can be now getting maybe an extra 500, maybe even up to an extra $1,000 per year, per door or per property, if they just differentiate themselves from their competitors in, and you can get that amount in extra fees. What do you think they could be doing, Michael, that's really simple, they could be doing tomorrow to, to, to really take over?
1: One would be a pre-listing kit, pre-listing email something that would make them stand out amongst everybody, something that's other than a really poorly worded email. Mm. um, That'd be the the first thing. The other part would be for them to, whether as an individual or as a team, to really work out why they're doing this. What are the reasons that they get up out of bed every day, go to the office or, you know, at home, wherever they're working from, and, and why are they actually doing this? What are they getting from it? It's not acceptable really for someone to say, their major point of difference is they do electronic fund transfer, right? Which may or may not have been one of the points of difference that was used. Um, you know, so... it
0: might be sending checks. I mean, it might be normal for people to, be, to still be sending checks over there. Darren,
1: for me, it's simple. Understand the client journey. This is where you're going to fit your points of difference in. The pre-listing, so as soon as they've made that inquiry, giving them something that they can take that's tangible on their email, whatever, but they know a little bit more about the process. Two, knowing why they're doing this, because why they are managing these properties is no doubt going to be a really strong beneficial reason as why someone should give them the property to manage in the first place. Mm -hmm. They were doing it for a bit of cash; it's going to resonate. If they were doing it because they really believe they can add value to the investment, the long-term approach of their client, then that's going to resonate. Also, and then I guess the third part, Darren, would be it's those extra ancillary services that you're able to provide the client um, throughout their life cycle journey. What are the things that they actually are doing differently? Is that how are they doing their routine inspections? How are they um, continually making sure that the property is maintained? What's their response time like? And Dennis, we've said this a hundred times before until we're blue in the face,
2: proof statements. Big time. Right. Big time. And that starts from your pre-listing email too, you know, the stats. And, and, and you know, people can go to our um, knowledge library on IGT and they can have a look at that. You can click on it. There's even a video. You know, having those proof statements is, uh, is a must. It's backing up what you say. Anyone can stand at the front of a room or go to a house and say, we're the best, we're family orientated, and um, we do all property management. But if you do that back it up with some stats, 99% of our tenants are paying their rent or, you know, in the American terminology, it's a little bit different. They talk about our eviction rates, our eviction. We've had zero evictions in the last 12 months because, you know, like back it up with those stats. That's super important. And
1: it's a reflection too, guys. Like if you have a book that's got like minimal rent arrears, you know, minimal evictions and um, things like that, minimal maintenance, it's a reflection of the team that you've got. So yep. why not actually celebrate and put on, up, up, on a pedestal, some of the team that you've got, we have low vacancy because we have Dennis who, who is doing the, the leasing and, and the business development. And these are the things that he actually does. And here's the properties that he's listing. And last month, these are the types of property that he listed. This is really comparable to your property too. And we're mm. confident that we'll be able to find you a tenant that matches the property.
0: So a couple of things I just want to add here, guys. I think there's an opening to discuss this, but we talked about before one of the first keys or um, real points of difference, you can be right now in your business putting into place is a pre-listing email. Now, if you're on your phone right now, go to, we've just released a new podcast series called the, B, uh, the BDM Coach Podcast Show. All you have to do is just go to Spotify, iTunes, podcast, or to Podbean. Look up BDM Coach. There's really no other podcast that has those keywords. Um, And the first episode is um, Dennis and Michael training on the ingredients of that all-important pre-listing email. We've already got three episodes ready to go. So go and subscribe to the BDM Coach podcast show. Now, the other thing too, of course, um, you've talked about the new new business inquiry, you know, when the phone rings, what to do, what's the next step and the next step. And again, reminding everybody, we've put together a training session um, where we've gone through the 10 keys to winning that new business inquiry. Dennis also talked about proof statements. We've covered that in the 10 uh, points of difference and influence training. And these is what you're going to get if you uh, do order a secret shopper report. So go to secret shopper. Get in contact with us and we'll be able to go through um, all the different things that you'd like to achieve with your secret shopping report. Now, just moving on, let's now go to social media is something that came into the world screaming in the first decade of this sanctuary. How is Hawaii Agents going with getting on board with social media. What was your experience when we did the research around their social media profile and their digital footprint and their power to influence digitally? What did you find?
2: Where do we start? Yeah, I think
1: look, complacency is probably the wrong word because there are some people that are using social media, you know, the yeah. different platforms, but there's nothing there.
0: Um... They do have the internet in Hawaii,
1: right? I got to say, Darren, a lot of them all had photos exactly like um, your hotel room, uh, the, the view from that your room. hotel room at the moment, which they they all have, like a, a bit of green shrubbery with that stretch of the beach in the distance, with palm trees, palm trees. Yeah, they're, they're all the the same thing, and on their social media, there are though some that are actually getting into the community, like so. For example, one of the people that we, that we rang said that it was their involvement in the community, yet I couldn't find anything about them doing anything in the community on their social media. Mm. Right? But yeah. yeah, their socials, Dennis, you saw, I mean, like how many um, personal
2: well, profiles? Yeah, there's there's a few people. What they do, Darren, is that there's no actual company profile. So let's say it's Darren IGT Realty. Well, it wouldn't be a Darren IGT Realty. It'd be like... Um, the property manager under Darren Hunter IGT Realty. So it's it's not actually a company. So if that staff member leaves, guess what? So does that whole profile and that presence, you know? So the the online presence for social media was minimal. There was um, obviously, you know, there's a couple that were franchised and, but it wasn't the the localized posts. You know, it was um, posted by someone in a big corporate office somewhere. So there's no localization at all. Um, Again, you've got the odd property. One of them, I think there wasn't a post for three years or four years. Yeah. Um, You know, just just strip it down or just, you know, at least just post a a picture of a house. It's better than nothing. It shows that you're still open, you know. Um, The addresses weren't matching up either, you know, in the tags on on your, your standard property management. Stuff there. Some had different names as well. Instagram wasn't the same name as um, their, their um, presence. Um, are, are we going to talk about Google as well because we're talking about online presence and YouTube? Absolutely. Yeah, surprisingly, um, there wasn't m- much on Google. Some hadn't even had a Google review at all. I think there was one, it was one review and it, was, it was, wasn't a good review. You know, um, there was another one that had some reviews, but they only replied the bad reviews. And it's interesting because in America, they just go for the kill. They attack the the reviewer, (laughs) you know. Uh, We can't do that in Australia or New Zealand, right? Um, So, and and YouTube, the the lack of YouTube video, we all understand the importance of video. It has got to be the most important footprint for you. You know uh and there there the was some a lot i'm going to say more than half did not even have a YouTube channel
0: mm. wow so from the yeah. from the digital presence and that research that you did on all of them that was quite disappointing and lacking despite being social media and internet in uh in, in Hawaii, so I,
2: mean, yeah. I, I, don't I have my heard. notes here. And I've got no online presence on every single one. I've written no online presence, some, but commercialised, not really present at all, no presence, no YouTube, zero effort. You know, these are my words on social media. And, um, yeah, so there was a common thread there. So, again, such such a small thing to put in place to master.
1: All right, so... Third, third time lucky, I'm going to interrupt. I know a lot of people in Hawaii who keep selling themselves that they can manage properties for people in mainland USA and they're big on this. And when they go to the mainland USA, they say buy an investment in, in Hawaii, whichever area. And um, none of what we experienced showcased why anyone um, in the area should be managing property for people in the mainland. So if anyone in mainland USA is um, listening to this and you've got a good person that you refer to in uh, in Hawaii to manage your clients' investments. Hold on to them. Yes. Hold on to them.
0: Yeah. All right. So we, you're delivering the report, the Secret Shopper report, this week um, to the client. What are some of the key recommendations you're going to be making? Without, of course, we can't give the identity away of who it is. But what, what, so what are some of the key things that this this agency can do right away that's going to give them the leverage, allow them to dominate really quickly, and also uh, charge better fees?
1: Well, I mean, keep doing what they're doing. They're they're a brilliant um, agency, and I guess like you know they 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 have got their head screwed on um, right. That this again, the simple things are going to be, Darren looking at um, items from the start, like where that whole pre-listing, um, onboarding, where the, where the clients get the first bit of information. Um, the, the second part is going to be having that weight and that body to actually manage um, you know, what, what they're doing differently to manage it. And just really um, hyper-advise, hyper-let people know what they're doing and how they do it. Um, not their secret sauce, but letting people you know, get a good taste of it. And um, and, and again, that third part is what are they going to, do to keep maintaining the client. We've spoken about it before, the line of expectation and the negative ones and the plus ones. It's really defining what their plus ones are going to be um, to their clients throughout their life journey together.
2: Yeah, and obviously, you know, focusing on um, some online presence that certainly will be driving um, with them and working with them about that process of the new business process. So, um, So they'll be able to deliver it. And I've got to say it's exciting because there's so much that we can do and it's, it's the little stuff. It's the basic stuff. Once this company, um, highlights, whether it's on their website, whether it's through Google through social media and those avenues that they are leading the way and it's not going to be hard for us to help them show that and give them proof statements. Um, their growth is, um, I believe is going to be quite exciting. It is very exciting. You know, I mean, you know, Michael and I, we've already recorded the report. They're about to receive it. And, and right at the beginning, we were excited. We said, we are excited because there's
0: small things that can be done and put in place
2: so that's going to help you.
0: Particularly <laughs> when none of your competitors are into differentiating, it's certainly good news for you because it's so easy to stand out from the from the pack. So I've seen your reports, very detailed, 120 130 140 pages i'm looking forward to seeing this one too i know you guys put a lot of work a lot of time in in, into it but a good podcast as well well done it's been fun visiting hawaii Uh, i know that we've got some other exotic locations coming uh, across australia new zealand or the united states and i'm even thinking we might even see one in another part of the world soon michael we allowed to say where and when or is that still a secret should should we let that
2: news out yet michael uh, can, can, while, while Michael thinks, can I just say the agencies that we called, a lot of people may think, oh, but they called all the bad agencies. Uh, no, our client picks the top 10 clients in the area, right? So we get
0: told who we've got to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: If this <laughs> is the best that they're up against, I'm licking my lips to help them. So,
0: <laughs> so you
2: know what? Let them, no
1: you know what I tell you what if you really want to know the top two places that we're working on right now if you really want to know and you're really interested to find out where we're going next please make sure you email Darren at igtmail.com darren at igtmail.com and uh he will let you know
2: yeah
0: yeah do that I might have to give some riddles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well done. Thank you. Let's wrap this up. Thanks, everybody. And uh, don't forget, subscribe to BDM Coach Podcast Show. Thanks for listening. And, of course, go to secretshopperfiles.com. That's secretshopperfiles.com. Get in touch with us and talk to us about your needs and how we can help you to get leverage and dominate in your market. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye.